What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to our latest episode of our 9 a.m. Sunday experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, B.C. So come on in and enjoy a powerful right now word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy. to go to Numbers. Um, I believe it's Numbers um, chapter 14. If you have it in the message, that would be great, but if not, it's cool. I was supposed to uh, share this tonight. just think it's going to be one of those days. I'm one of them people, um, I find it hard to believe that revival is something that God teases us with. And the church is kind of sitting here waiting for revival. I could be wrong because I don't know everything, but I never see Jesus praying for revival I think Jesus knew that revival was in him I I believe Jesus knew that he carried revival I believe Jesus knew that he was a vessel to deliver revival when I think of revival I think of another word re or reconciliation. I think of repenting. And all those are things that happen in revival. People are reconciled to the Father. People return to the Father. People repent. Revive. Are you really thinking the Lord is tarrying to revive people? That wouldn't be fair. I'm just going to go out on the edge and say that the very thing that you are waiting for is locked up in you. And the Lord is just asking, look, I gave you the Holy Spirit. That's the key. That's that's the locksmith. I'll say it again. I, I gave you the locksmith. Will you let him unlock what I put in you? Will you let him unlock what I've locked inside of you to be unveiled? For something to be unveiled mean it was veiled, it was locked up, it was unseen, you weren't ready. The Holy Spirit of Jesus says that there's some things that I need to tell you, but you ain't what? Ready. You ain't ready. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't ready. Yeah, I don't know if you ready. Look at him say, I don't know if you ready. Look at somebody and point at him say, are you ready? Say, Holy Spirit, unlock me. Now, 
well, that worked. I wasn't saying now, like, saying unlock me now, but I was like, now I'm about to say something. But that works. <laughs> I'm just going out on the ledge, right? I'm not trying to be uh, theological about what I'm about to say. I'm, I'm just, this is just me, the mind that God gave me to think freely about him. Um, I believe that when you go home today, Troy, if the door is locked, no one's there, or someone's there and they don't want you home, right? You got keys, right? And when you put the key in, you do what? To do what? Unlock it. Does unlocking a door open a door? Sion, opening the door is your job. This is how I know. The Lord says, I stand at the door. You got to open it. Peter was unlocked. The Lord sent an angel to take his chains off. Peter had to walk. Peter had to get up. And Peter, listen, had to run to safety. The angel did not carry Peter, but he did free Peter. And we are co-laborers. And the Lord is saying, your comfort is here. Your strength is here. Your peace is here. Your courage is here. I've unlocked it for you. I broke the lock. Uh, uh, we could also say, oh, death, where is your keys? Uh, well, well, I could say that because Jesus says, I got the keys, and I'm giving them to you, the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> so... I just feel real desperate in a good way, in a good way. I guess that's what fasting and praying do. Even if you eat one of your kids' chips. <laughs> just one time, Troy, just one time. <laughs> right, one of them, give me one of them Pringles. They potatoes, Pringles ain't even potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> them like, they might as well be them communion wafers we have. That's what them communion wafers are, old Pringles. <laughs> that sounds like somebody's grandma, old Pringle. Hey, how you doing, Grandma Pringle? <laughs> but I am daring every last one of you to have the faith that you, what you need has been unlocked and however God asks you to walk it out you have what you need to walk it out but listen I don't care what season you are in there is no season that has the power to blow out your fire to make your oil run dry if I read scripture correctly it is in the darkest seasons 
where there's the wildest fire available. The darkest seasons where there's the richest oil. Again, this is mindset. We're in this world, but we're not of it, right? And what happened with Adam and Eve, they tasted something and they began to fall in love with something that we weren't meant to fall in love with, the things of this world. So now what's locked inside of us is this love for things that is competing for our love. But if you can shift mindset and understand that, yes, it hurts. Yes, I don't understand. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, yes. No different than any champion that's, that's nervous going into game seven. Those champions, listen, you ready? Those champions, it's not that they're scared. They're just prepared. The Lord said, I don't mind you prepared. I don't mind you angry. But don't sit down on me. Don't, 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 don't allow your fire to go out. That, that's one of the hardest things to get reignited, right? Coming from a human being, me, that has to experience the same stuff. Whatever that is, we all have to experience darkness we all have to experience let down we all have to experience it right but the Lord says this he says if I need you to carry share in my crucifixion share in my death share in my persecution share when I lose loved ones share in, in, in people hating, share with, with, with lack, share with people overlooking you, share with people underestimating you, share, share that with me so that in your humanity, my resurrection power can manifest. We all want resurrection power. We all want victory. We all want swag. We all want breakthrough. We all want a, a sign and wonder to flow through us. The greatest challenge is can we also not mind just as bad as we desire the resurrection, not mind the death? Jesus, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says that in, in, in paraphrasing, he didn't mind the cross. The shame of the cross, the heaviness of the cross, he did not mind because he saw a greater prize. Listen, because of what he had to carry. What is God asking you to carry? It's not because he made it happen. It's not because of any. Sometimes he's just asking you to carry it because what he is doing. He's asking you to carry something that you didn't ask for, but he paid for. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you didn't ask for calamity. You didn't ask for COVID-19. You didn't ask for losing loved ones. You didn't ask for sickness. You didn't ask for some things in your life. But what he paid for was courage. He paid for boldness. He paid for endurance. He paid for wealth. He paid for health. He paid for those things. And so he's asking you to carry it so he can put in your hands, right? I'm trading, Troy. I'm trading your sorrow for joy. What that means, Effie, is if you have sorrow, he's saying that you got sorrow in your hand, right? You got sorrow in your hand. He said, I'm trading sorrow for joy. 
but I can't trade it if you don't carry it. I'm exchanging for what you had to carry. The cards you was dealt, I am going to ask you to carry it only for a little while. Because if you just do not get weary, do not get fatigued, do not get weary and well-doing, before you know it, you're going to look up and what you got in your hand is joy for your sorrow. You're going to say, where my sorrow went? He said, I'll trade you. I'll trade you for your sorrow. Weeping may endure for a night, but I'll trade you joy in the morning can you make it until the morning time can you make it till the morning time I'll turn your morning into dancing can you just mourn for a little while and don't let up carry your cross let them overlook you You wouldn't ask to be born in the family you was born in, but God had a plan. So carry your family name till he changes it. And the Lord's so cool, he don't got to change the name. He can change the game, though. He can interrupt the bloodline and, and, give your whole, and give your family a new name without changing it. Now what your family name used to mean when people see it, now all of a sudden, here goes another switch up. I traded the Richmonds of old for the Richmonds of new. The Richmonds may have had alcoholism in their bloodline, but the world forward going to know holy men and women, devoted men and women, faithful men and women, healthy men and women. The Richmonds may have new divorce, wedlock, but moving forward, ain't going to be five different families sitting at one table. We're going to clean this family tree up. <laughs> moving forward, I declare you're a purebred. You're a purebred. Everything that's coming out of you is pure in Jesus' name. One wife, one husband. Children got both parents loving each other. Wealth is in your bloodline. Fix it if you let me. You can go and let me in. I'll fix it if you let me. You can go and let me in. I'm doing my best. Y'all singers. I'll fix it if you let me. You can go and let me in. Y'all figure out the notes. I don't know. Fix it if you let me. Probably a note after that or a measure after that. I'll fix it if you let me. Wait, 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 wait. You can go and let me in. I will fix it if you let me. Wait, 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 wait. You can go and let me in. You got the measure now? You got the measure? I'll fix it if you let me. Wait, 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 wait. You can go and let me in. I'll fix it if you let me. You can go and let me in. Wait, 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 wait. I will fix it if you let me. Yeah, stay in that little pocket right there. You can go and let me in. Wait, 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 wait. I will fix it if you let me. Woo! 
You can go and let me in. Wait, 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 wait. I will fix it if you let me. You can go and let me in. I will fix it if you let me. You can go and take your take your phone back. Take your phone back. You got numbers? I was giving you time to find it. Y'all. I got, I got it. I'm just waiting for them to get it. Amen. Bring it down. Let's close with this. We should go back to Egypt. It's something that came up last week. Speaking about the church. And you see it and you hear it when we're going through. There's this thing that COVID is trying to make us do. And that's go back to the church of Egypt. And that's when we got comfortable doing it our way. You know, picking what ministry we wanted to do or picking what church we went to based on our conveniences. Church, not out of covenant, but out of convenience. church out of comfort not out of heaven and earth chemistry church with great business practices but okay covenant practices and I'm not saying every church every minister I'm not saying none of that but I'm saying 1 Corinthians 12 says, if one fail, we all fail. We're a body, so I can't just be like, look at the toe and be like, you, you turned the wrong way. No, if you turned out that way pretty soon, if we don't help correct it, the whole body going to go the wrong way. You, you got to fix the rudder. You got to fix the little rudder. That's the baby. If the baby toe turned that way, that's the rudder going the wrong way. Numbers 14 says, the whole community was in an uproar, wailing all night long in the message. All the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The entire community was in on it. Why didn't we die in Egypt or in this wilderness? Why has God brought us to this country to kill us? See, it's very hard for you, Love Quest, to an extent to understand this kind of language because we haven't been a church that COVID has taken out. Why has God brought us to this country to kill us? Our wives and children are about to become plunder. Why don't we just head back to Egypt and do it right now? That's what we say. Why can't we just get the doors open? Why can't we just go back to how it used to be? Because how it used to be, even in its messiness, at least I began to know it. At least I found a comfort zone. You know, some people will stay in a church that's not necessarily strong or because they got a spot, a position, they're, they're comfortable versus going to a place that will keep them challenged. And in the world's eyes, we doing too much. But no, we're not doing too much. I'm just choosing not to go back to Egypt and walk across the Red Sea, which is doing too much, but that's where God is. 
I'd much rather be in the Red Sea where it's doing too much, but God's there. Than to constantly be in a place that God is trying to call me out of. <laughs> my, my mom and them used to call it stuck on stupid. How many people have ever been stuck on stupid? I have, I have, I have. I know most of y'all holy. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in front of the entire community. Say Moses and Aaron. Fell on their faces in front of the entire community gathered in emergency session. Joshua was son of Nun and Caleb. Say Joshua and Caleb. Say Joshua and Caleb. Son of Zephaneth. Members of the scouting party. Members of the scouting party. Say scouting party. Say scouting party. I didn't realize in 2010 when the Lord began to first bring me up here, it was to be a part of a scouting party. I didn't know in 2017 I was going to be doing church with Carolyn, and then uh, pretty soon we was going to be doing church as Love Quest, and pretty soon Love Quest was going to be downtown, and pretty soon we was going to be established and beginning to build something that will never be moved. But if it wasn't for 2010 when God used what I had, basketball, to get me across those borders just to play in a tournament, and boom. This fire began, and I began to scout the land. Wasn't paying attention to the land for what God was calling me there for first. But the moment he got my attention and said, pay attention to this country, then he began to grab my heart. Then he began to work on my wife's heart. Then we got on the same page. Say scouting party. They ripped their clothes address the assembled people of Israel. The land we walked through and scouted out is a very good land. Very good indeed. If God is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land. A land that flows, as they say, with milk and honey. And he'll give it to us. Troy, he will give it. He said he will give it to them. That means he gave it to us. I, I, I want to I help your brain right now. We're not the ones he's going to give it to. He was giving it to them. It means it already been given. They worked for it. We inherited. the New Testament our promise was the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's job was to take us into the promise that's what heaven was who is these people who are about to be filled not just empowered but filled to bear We have entered into a season where God is just saying, man, trust me, rest, I got you. Without going into any details, there's been a few things I ain't picked up my phone for, I ain't emailed for, I ain't sent out nothing for, I ain't paid for. And here comes an email, here comes a phone call. What happens if we just steward what God brings? Just forget doing more. 
steward what God brings. And he said, he's giving it to us. Just don't rebel against God. Don't go back. And don't be afraid of those people. Why? We'll have them for lunch. I love their attitude. Jesus lovers, we'll have them for lunch. They have no protection, and God is on our side. Don't be afraid of them. But up in arms now, the entire community was talking of hurling stones at them. Just then, the bright glory of God appeared at the tent of meeting. There was a specific place that God showed up, but also on behalf of a people as he talked to a chosen people. He also was trying to get through Moses. I do believe there's people in this land that Lord is saying, will you be my tent so I can save your land? Uh, every Israelite saw it. <laughs> and people see presence of God resting in your life. Be anxious for nothing. How long will these people treat me like dirt, God said. How long they refuse to trust me. And with all these signs I've done among them, I've had enough. I'm going to hit them with a plague and kill them, but I'll make you into a nation bigger and stronger than they are. And then lastly, in Exodus 14 and 9, I'll conclude this point for you guys and share this. The Egyptians pursued them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them and camped at the Red Sea in front of Baal Zephon. When Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked up and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them. And the Israelites were exceedingly frightened and cried out to the Lord. The Israelites were exceedingly frightened and cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Look at their mindset. Why? Have you treated us this way and brought us out of Egypt? Why have you taken me into this vulnerable place? Have anybody ever been comforted or secured by their bondage? Bernadette, I know, I know you. I know you, somebody that can understand. You can keep it real with me. And when I put down drugs and alcohol, I felt vulnerable. When I put down certain insecurities, I begin to have trust issues. And anytime God is asking you to go further, it's going to take you some willingness to feel vulnerable, feel naked. That's because he's developing a new normal. 
Did we not tell you in Egypt, let us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. It would have been better to live my old life than to live a life for Christ but have to die to myself. It would be better for me to continue to club, live at my own pace, not have no accountability because I was doing my thing, making my money, swag, friends, all of that. So I thought living the good life. And for a while, it felt like I was missing out on some things. Like, I don't care who you are, but when you first come out the club, you start missing the club. If you try to abstain and not have sex, you're going to miss some sex. When you put the heroin down, the pipe down, when you, you're going to miss it. Ain't it crazy how you can miss sin? How you can miss something that was holding you in bondage? How there's people in our lives that bring chaos and anxieties and fears, but somehow we can miss it. And it's better, it's better for me and Effie, like if we was in a relationship, it's better if for us to like argue, like, like being nice to each other feels weird. Anybody ever been in a dramatic situation? Like it's just something that you got to be around drama. Forgiving feels weird. Giving feels weird. You much rather hide in your mess than to go get help in counseling because hiding is more comfortable. But what hiding does, it just kills you. And this is the beautiful part, but the crazy part, it's death either way. It's just one leads to life. And this is crazy because either way, it was death for them on either side. It was the Red Sea and it was the Egyptians. Either way you slice it, it was what? Death. Come on. Either way you slice it, it was what? Death. A sea. And the Egyptians. Either way you slice it, they were coming to kill you because you can't let someone discover freedom. You can't let somebody renew their mind and then bring them back to camp. You, you, you don't want to kill You don't want to put me back in the club. So I'm, I'm no good for the enemy anymore because he can't use me. And I just believe there's some areas in your life that you have to make a statement to darkness that you cannot be used anymore. And although the Red Sea is a dark place, a scary place, a place that has waters above your head, the Red Sea is your route to promise. And this is the crazy part. I'm not telling you that trouble and trial is the route to freedom. Some may say that. That's how we cope. You got to be broke down. No, I'm changing mind. God will use your brokenness. <laughs> you got to get hit by a car, then you'll get back up, and then you know how strong you are. No, no, God will use that car accident. You got to lose love. This is the route 
No, 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 I'm not saying that because here it goes. Although they walked through the Red Sea, they didn't have to walk through water. They had to walk through a shadow of death. They had to walk through a sea that was parted but they just looked at it opposed to having to walk through it. As I'm walking through the shadow of death, I will see, as Psalm 91 says, there will be death all around me, but it shall not what? Touch me. Say I'm walking on dry ground. Just because you got to go through the route of death don't mean you got to walk dead. It doesn't mean you got to walk depressed. It doesn't mean you got to walk anxious. Yes, it's around me. Yes, a, 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 a disappointment is around me. Yes. But what's up here is I see glory in the Red Sea. And the Lord did not ask you to stay in the Red Sea. It was just a route. He didn't ask you to stay in the wilderness. It was just a route. Look, 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 you ready for this? On the other side, there's, there's new friends. So maybe on this side, you had to lose some friends. But guess what's on the other side? New friends. Maybe on this side, you had to experience lack. But guess what's on the other side? Increase. You have to. If you're going to make it, you have to be okay with leaving things on the other side. <laughs> it may be hard, but you have to believe that we serve the bone collector. <laughs> we serve the resurrector. You have to be okay walking away from the 12-year-old. have to be okay walking away from Lazarus, knowing that God will raise up Lazarus again. You have to be okay, Abraham, sacrificing your son, knowing that there must be a way God is going to let us meet each other again. And look at you guys meeting each other again versus you guys having to leave each other right now. Because I, I don't know what's going to be better. I don't know if right now is better or if later on going to be better. But when I think and I look over to the other side, all I see is glory uninterrupted. I don't know. I want uninterrupted glory. You calling somebody grace? You calling somebody? You tell them, tell them, you let them listen. Amen, amen, amen. Are you willing to leave the bones to God? I promise you, the old school saints used to say, right, Michael? There's a great getting up morning. I think they say, fare you well. a day where it all makes sense there'll be a day where we're not declaring it's working together we're just seeing the finished product of what worked 
You got to leave it. You got to leave the working together to God and keep your eyes and your hope anchored on the finished product. Johnny Gill, I'm just thinking about my, 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 I'm just, ah, you have promised me everything, you have promised me everything. After I will not faint, eyes on the sun, 
Thanks for joining us. 
Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuestINTL Church. And join us next time as we receive another powerful right now word brought to us by our man of God, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy the rest of your day, and in the meantime, get your love fixed, man.